Lil Wayne come out with that video where he was because you talking about you talking about um Pharrell. They did that whole thing, that Converse thing, right? Um, but I, but I ain't even talking about that. Lil Wayne used to wear them and talk, but he's a skater boy kind of. He was doing that thing. Yeah, but he got that from Wiz, bro. Because Wiz used to be like Chuck you Taylor. Wiz, you mean Wiz Khalifa? Yeah. No man, this was way this this predated Wiz Khalifa, dog. I remember this when Lil Wayne started wearing like he started. But Lil Wayne started skating after he came out of jail. This around the same time. Maybe bro. around the same time. Yeah, that's Fair what I'm enough. saying. Fair enough. But yeah, so. for whatever reason, them things going up, by and they know they're on crud. Imagine you being the dude who just. Okay, so where am I looking? I could look anywhere, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 man. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like a like a arm trying to grab you, boy. And we're live. All right, so I'll look at you when we're talking. Testing one, two, one, two, one, two. And is this is this up? Yeah. One, 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 one. Okay, hello. My name is Maz. Testing one, two, three. One, two, one, two. Hey, hey, hey. All right. <clears throat> the Feast of Resistance are yeah, we recording? Man. Yeah. We recording? Yeah. Oh. All right. So we were readjusting the mic. Camera's rolling. Camera's rolling. And you know, this is just a cold opening. We okay. here. Do, do what you gotta do, man. We uh, here on a yet another day, another time. Um, we have so much. We actually have a crowd today because it's like you know, we always like to have the party in the backyard. But and we have a very special guest. I met this fellow. I think we officially met when um, I was shooting you with. Uh, Ernestia for her tutorial series on our website. Yes, that was a long time back. Yeah, this was like 2019. Could you believe that it's almost been two years since we've been in the panorama? It <laughs> doesn't feel that long, but yeah. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's like I saw uh, some, e- I was looking through emails I sent out uh, earlier today and I was like, it's crazy how I was pitching to people for like sponsorship opportunities and telling them how much numbers I have and how exponentially they're growing since then so it's like i can't believe that was like two years ago two years ago man. but you know but we always like to do things like this just to have a little intro for that two minute mark for youtube purposes and ah, then yes we always jump into the intro welcome to everyone cool. yeah we don't want to do anything to scare your children that's the last thing we want to do we don't want to scare anybody the tourists come over to chill on the beach but they don't come over the hill where we sleep. We got nightmares and they got fantasies. No sanity, it's just insanity. My mommy hoping nothing happens to me. And that's where we cut off this dude. So <laughs> it's me again. Welcome to another episode of Everything Cool. It's Lord Jalen Willard, the Negus of Nassau Saint, and Tom Alexander at your service, joined by the party in the backyard. 
That's with more than one person this more time. More than one, we have been growing. Let's let our special guest. Go, go, it's your boy Chris in the building. What's going on? Chris is in the building. Chris in the building. And it's me, it's me, P. Giovanni, aka PG, aka PG13, aka PG13, aka your favorite non bay, aka hidden in plain sight, aka too many, aka aka Mario. If you ask the kids, that's right. We game set up here, and like the kids are over there, like, where Mario? Where Mario? I was like, yo, we be doing too much crazy things at this beautiful place. Um, we have uh, some other guests, but they ain't there. Mike, but we can introduce them later. <laughs> shout out to Janelle. That's shout out it. to Janelle. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And shout out to our guest for the day. Please introduce yourself. Uh, Maz. Maz Joshin. Yeah. If you're watching this, I, you probably know who he is. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, you know. Right? Yeah, hopefully. Okay, hopefully, hopefully you know. Yeah, yeah. And we're about to get into... Uh, the world of Mars. I actually yeah. love the, the the first name of Mars because it's like that, like that's your real name or that's yeah, just that's my real. It's like Prince. Mm. I dropped the Josh in, you know, <laughs> Mars, baby. Just Mars. <laughs> All right, so Mars, we have a tradition on this show. Okay. Every episode, we say we have a little segment called the Bayman word, phrase, or saying of the day, okay. and we always give that privilege to our guests. Mm. Go right there. So I, I get the Yeah, you get to tell us the Bayman word phrase is that I it. like that I that I yeah. use all the time. And now mind you, we already had seventy one. Well, this is okay. gonna be episode seventy one. So we've had a okay. lot of different word phrases or sayings. I got one that I know y'all I know y'all ain't got. This, all right. th- this can show my age a little bit too. All right. I don't even think Bayman just say this no more. Anyone remember the word spongolin? Spongolin. No, nobody, nobody remember no, that. I, nobody know. I you know, remember I hearing it, but I had it in probably you, fifteen years, exactly, bro. Exactly right. Yeah. That was a thing. Spongolin. When you was going out, you'd be like, "By going spongolin." Yeah. Y'all, you remember? I know y'all remember this, but yeah. This is, this is old school behemoth saying. Because yeah. I was thinking, like, what could I say? But I was like, no, they low hanging fruit, man. Everybody know boy, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why? I want to go way back. Spongolin. I go spongolin. Well, wait, wait. Um, Christina like, gave us the last name. It was something about juicing. Yeah, I something can't, about. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, like it, I can't remember the word was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we getting all old turns soon. I can come yes. with you know. Well, oh yeah, 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 wonks. Yeah, wonks. we wonksing. That's and I was like, bro, I had these things from pra- and just since wow, like primary school word. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wonksing, spongling. Quick, that's yeah, good. Man. So for our international viewers, what is spongling? Okay, well, spongling is a term that was used. I don't know that they use it, we don't say it anymore, but when you were going out with a group of friends, you're going to hang out, you're going to vibe out, or mm. you're going on a mission. They say mission now, like I'm going on a mission. Right. Yeah. But back then, the word spongling encapsulated mm. all of that. <laughs> yeah, they could, it could have mean anything. I go into the beach to spongle. Spongle. I go on by the bar, the spongle, right? <laughs> I go in the church, the spongle. Where are you bringing spongle. back these things? Bro? I gonna have a shirt with Carl Vance and spongling, <laughs> right? <laughs> See they saying? We totally too tilly. I go in spongling the once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> so. Yes, yes, yes. How does the story of my start? What is your early influences? What's your early childhood like? And what sort of inspired you to start to think, I want to be an artist? Right. I'll be an artist, a multi-level artist. Okay. Well, I mean, the the thing is, I guess I would want to start by saying I'm an illustrator, comic book artist, and musician. 
Mm. Um, just you know, just give context. Layers, layers. Yeah, yeah. I you context. say I say multi level. <laughs> like you know, give some context to that. Uh. Um, and as early as I can remember, I was always drawing comic books. Mm. Um, in the back of my books, with some friends in school. And the thing about that was that came from a place of like hurt because I actually lost my mother at a really young age. Okay. Um, and I remember like my earliest memories were drawing to kind of like just. You know, like, you, you dealing with this hurt and you don't really know what to do. So I, I used to sketch a lot and stuff like that. Okay. So when I went to primary school, I linked up with a couple of friends and they were always drawing, like, X-Men characters. And I was like, man, how are you all doing this? And that's kind of how that started. And that, that became, like, that became part of my life, like, just drawing. And as I got older, of course, I just kind of kept, kept at it. Um, so that's the earliest memories I have of being an artist and that's sort of that's the thing almost date you a little bit too because you say x-men <laughs> character X-Men, uh, yeah, so you're yeah. talking about the 90s x-men or x-men evolution in the early 2000s i'm gonna leave that yeah we don't know the time yeah i can even say because right. I, I don't want to yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you okay figure it out so okay so what were primary school like what was mm, well that would yeah. have been um mm. aubrey sales primary it was okay. like yeah and you know it was like typical government school setting you had a boiling pot of students um different backgrounds different things like that um and i guess it was i I think it was a good breeding ground for like that kind of thing good people drawing like that stuff and then as we got older we got like uh when we became like sixth graders like dragon ball z had really taken off like anime Mm. anime had taken off because i I remember this it was just like x-men 80s cartoons and then it went to like anime Anime, yeah. yeah and we was in the mix of that. Like you wasn't nobody if you wasn't drawing Goku or yeah. Trunks. And the thing is, you that's how you judge your skill. Man, the Trunks don't look just right. Right. Yeah. So we got better like that. Um. So yeah, but anime was a huge influence on us. Yeah, because I feel like I like around that period because that's when I guess the tsunami, the midnight running, yes. all that stuff, oh, and that yes. nostalgia. Good stuff. Like, you know, coming home three o'clock in the afternoon. But yeah, but Dragon Ball Z, but come on. This is right. predated the internet. The, yeah. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. In though. the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I almost want to say it wasn't even, the internet wasn't even that right. accessible to Americans, popular. even. Right. Like, because even when you think about like advertisement, right? And I yeah. remember this because this, this was always a funny thing to me. When Dragon Ball Z was at its popularity um, in, like over here in the West. like we was waiting for like episodes to come out obviously yeah. couldn't go online mm-hmm. but they was making like toys that you could buy and i literally remember we bought this dragon ball z yo-yo and it had trunks on it but trunks never end mm, right. so like who does my ass purple hair like That's we were so confused surreal. but we was legit confused and we was confused for two years because that didn't it didn't come out until right. yeah the following year or so and it was like oh that's the boy from the yeah, <laughs> nah, so that's right. to tell you how we had to wait yeah, yeah, we did. Couldn't. Yeah, because I remember even in school, I remember they used to be talking about like Broly and Trunks, but I never, God. these characters never popped up because, <laughs> no, because I only said it because I used to hear, like watch YouTube videos on YouTube when they was talking about like in the 90s, like mm-hmm. when they was waiting for the episodes to come and they would go on the web and sort of, right, right, because right. like, you know, the ocean dub and the fort, right, right, you yeah, know, all that right, stuff yeah, yeah. mix up and things like yeah. that until like Tanami sort of got the run. And streamlined right. that. Yeah. Trust me, that that was something. And I mean, it was definitely impactful to us as artists. It mm-hmm. kind of helped us figure out how to draw anatomy and things like that. So that was a pretty big deal for us um, moving forward into our career. I, mean, I, I could get into the stuff that came after, but you know, maybe we could get to that later. Okay, so 
going from primary school, obviously in high school, you were taking our classes. And so around this time, you are thinking, hey, this might be something viable to do as a career. I mean, I, I guess I did think about it in the back of my head, but I didn't know how to like say that out loud because you just didn't know what that would look like, mm. especially for me. But I think uh, um, one moment I had was there was this kid named Michael. He And I'd never met, no, it was actually two two situations. It was Michael and there was Del Rio and Del Roy. They were twins. They used to draw too. Okay. So with Del Rio and Del Roy, I never met someone at the time who was just like, oh, I want to do... I want to be an animator when I grow up. Like, nobody said that when I was growing up. You'd just be like, I like to draw. But when I met these two two um, kids, they became friends of mine. And we was like, hey, what you guys doing? It's like, hey, we want to draw a manga. And I was like, what's a manga? They explained that to me. And then it's like, oh, I want to draw comic books and be a cartoonist when I grow up. So hear someone say, you have to understand how, like, almost, like, bold and, like, like, boy. Impossible. Yeah, Jen, yeah. Like, Impossible. yeah, that's yeah. the word. It's yeah. like, that was such an impactful thing. It's like, but this, this you could you could say something like that because you'd almost be afraid to say that. But these dudes was like rock stars. Yeah, man. <laughs> we want to draw comics. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. Now I got the confidence to say stuff like that. And nice. like mm-hmm. Michael was another one. He said he want to make video games. And I was like, what? You could say stuff like that? <laughs> Seriously. Why do you think that's so far-fetched or was far-fetched? I think now it's a little bit more accepted because you've seen Bame and sort of go out on the world stage and do it. And we can get to that yeah, part yeah, yeah, on yeah. world stage and doing it later. Right, right, right. But why do you think it was so far-fetched at that period? You know, we talking like mid, early to mid-2000. Yeah, I think at that point in time, like yeah. saying something like that, just it would have sounded crazy because there's no reference point. There's literally no behemoth that you could have seen um, doing that. And so when you think about doing it, one, the characters you're watching don't look like you anyway. Right. So there's that. Then there's the fact that the people who making it don't look like you. They don't sound mm-hmm. like you. So to be as bold enough to just go as a kid, I want to do that. It just didn't seem like that that was possible. Mm-hmm. So now it's changed because like you'd have kids. Not only are they um, they have the internet at their fingertips, you know, they could see all this stuff. Um, kids getting tablets at what like six years old. Right, younger than that, but you have maybe it's a good tablet, bro. Like children and they, they they all over the place. Man. Yeah. yeah, and so now it's like, I wouldn't man. If a kid walk up to me and say, "Man, I can be a rocket scientist," I I'd be like, "Yeah, he could, he could do that." Yeah, you know, what I mean? like you wouldn't even question that. Like you wouldn't even think nothing about it. But that's just what it was for us back then when it came to that kind of art. Okay, because you know I always have these conversations to where it's like you know in my artistic journey, a lot of things I do today would never you could have never imagined, and I've been making it up. <laughs> As I go with it, especially this this last like through the thousand two thousands and tens, and you know, sort of integrating social media, integrating this part, integrating that part, you know, to the point where <laughs> we do so much things in this yard. You have little kids saying, "Oh, man, marvelous!" <laughs> but who would th- yeah, because they uh, like who would think? Okay, in the Bahamas, we shooting, we doing these different creative things, making comic books, making skit series, even on a traditional level having all these famous painters yeah. and they you know under 40 <laughs> so like you know not so not the ones from yesteryear yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. Le- the ones who become legend i know what you mean mm. you were talking to mike oh sorry yeah. you, yeah. you pull the mic oh, pull closer it, pull it towards yeah. me yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay 
Yeah. Okay. I hit myself in the <laughs> mouth. But yeah, no, I mean, like that's the that's the beauty of art. Like when it kind of gets to a, a point where then it inspires the next generation. Like even y'all shooting those videos outside of y'all yard and kids mm-hmm. just seeing, oh, as an adult, these things that I like, I can. There's a career in that. You know what right. I mean? Like this, mm-hmm. and it's fun. And I think that's something that that's dying. And like that thought process. Like when when children think of jobs as adult. For some reason, they think boring. Like, I gotta be sitting on a desk. Or I gotta be right. churning the old. But now, like you, you see in YouTubers, hey, my name is their personalities, right? right? And, and that looks fun. Who, who don't want to have fun for the rest of their life, right? I mean, like I ain't want that fun. Really? I want to do something that I enjoy. So, yeah, man, I think all of us living our dreams and doing that stuff, no matter how hard that may be, is what's needed for sure. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So coming out of high school. So did you think about, did you go to art school? Actually, I didn't. Um, okay. I, I, I was asked this question earlier too. They was, mm. was like, what's your academic background? And um, the thing is, I didn't traditionally go to like a college or anything, but I did do an apprenticeship um, with a Bahamian treaty animator. Oh man, I, this, was, this was like over almost 15 years ago. I'm that old. But because <laughs> I was fresh out of high school, I couldn't, I couldn't afford the college thing at the time. Um, and um, so I, I kind of was just working, but then I met this guy. Really, can't remember his name. And I, it kills me that I can't remember his name. But he did the animation for Doctor's Hospital. They had like this thing called. Is he like this yay high with a fro glasses? Uh, he didn't have a fro one back then. He's like bald head. He had like was bald. Okay. Um. Anyway, but he he took me in as an apprentice, and he was like teaching me Maya. Okay. which was the animation uh, software at the time and yeah. giving me the fundamentals of animation. So I, would, I literally had to go there almost every day um, and learn this thing. Like that was my academics into it. And of course, mm. some the people I uh, um, connected with, my colleagues who do animation with me to this day, some of them went off to school and were fortunate enough to kind of exchange information. And of course, I just had the natural instinct to want to improve myself. And mm-hmm. But I always tell people like, you know, if you're, when it comes to education, I know a lot of parents, it's a hard decision for them to send their kids off to do um, anything art related. I understand that. But I mean, if your, ch- if your child is showing a serious interest in it, it is viable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I would encourage you to support that. And I would never tell any young artist, don't go to school. Because there's that culture, too, where people go, well, you need school. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, right. there's always exceptions. I feel like I'm an exception. Um, I, I definitely feel like I've gathered a lot of information. I'm talented. But that don't mean yeah, school Who needs it. <laughs> Too would, cool yeah, for school, no, man. No, no, no. I trust me. It's, and I feel if you important. had the joy, uh, the chance too, you probably might. I would have, and right. I and I still might. <laughs> you know, like I still might go back and and learn and like uh, take up a um, you know a course and uh, maybe creative writing or something like that. Who knows? But at this point, I'm because I'm in it. I'm yeah. doing it and I'm producing right, right. work. It's just it's, it's a little distant of a thought. But right. The point is. Yeah, because I always say, right, is this the reason why I'm glad I went to school to learn how to be a filmmaker wasn't really just to, all right, well, obviously over time I could have learned how to mix audio or shoot or light, but it was some of the intangible things like understanding how to run a production and budget and a lot of the paperwork stuff, as well as building connections and network with international audience. Because, yeah, I could have been. And the moms and learn this on job training or just going to UB. But it was more so, you know, certain exposures I needed. My mind needed to see the bigger picture and be like, yeah, I could be here, but I could touch 
all the way over there. Exactly. So like you know, so actions is great, and you you absolutely correct, absolutely correct. Mm. Yeah, so that I mean that that was um, that's how things kind of progressed from there. But I literally, when I got out of school, I did that apprenticeship stuff um, while I was working, and I was also producing a web comic um, with Daniel Russell. Shout out to Daniel Russell. Shout out, shout out to Nadia. Um, mm. it, they had uh, a company called. The Cage, you know, that's where the I'm Cage. Right? Yeah, the I've been hearing about right. this yeah, fable yeah, Cage, the infamous Cage, the and cage, man, right. the Cage was a it was lightning in a bottle, boy. Real, you know. Um, but that's that was like a breeding ground for like creative people, and that's actually where I met PG. I met a mm-hmm. lot of good, uh, good people there, and Stan and Nadia, they wanted to do a web comic series, um, and so they had like this thing called Banwa Revolver. And me and me and Stan became kind of like close friends and partners, and we started working on um, producing comics with a couple of other Bahamian artists. And mm-hmm. then from there, we went to printing our own comic books, like getting them actually to print, which was Yeah Boy Magazine. Yeah, um, Yeah Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I I left the Bahamas in 2012 and mm. missed out on a, a whole five year gap when all these little things happened. Mm. And by the time uh, I came back. It, it, in 2017, all of it, most of it was already it was, gone. It, it faded. Yeah. But that's a good point. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's kind of how it all kind of rolled into um, what it is today. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a snowball effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. by magazine. I mean, sorry, Bonnar Revolver, the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by magazine. Then me printing my books and then me saying, hey, I want to do animation. So it was all kind of like. So, okay. So when did you decide it? Like, which year um, we're talking about when you decided mm-hmm. to make the comic book and then go into print? Because right. I saw, like, because you started to break down years ago on Ernie's Tears platform right. about, like, how you got into it. But, you know, for the audience, sure. take them through that process. Yeah, no, like, I was I, I was 20 um, when I, well, I was 18 when I met Stan, but I was 20 when we decided we would be doing the online comic stuff. Mm. So Stan already understood that platform because he had been on a, a website doing his comic for some time. So he was introducing us into how to set that up. Mm. So once he kind of laid that out, we understood the process. Okay, uploads, this is how you market it. This is how you push this. So from there, Stan was thinking, look, I want us to have our own version of a Shonen Jump in the Bahamas. And he, that was something he was really obsessed with, this idea of a Shonen Jump style behemoth thing. And so I didn't know how to go about printing, but him and his wife, they really knew and understood that. And they introduced us to that as well. And so that would have that been like, if I start, if we print, if we printed it, sorry, if we did the web li- website, sorry, and when I was like 19, 20, we would have done the print when I was about 21. Okay. Yeah. So it was not too long after that we did that. And then after that, we, we, we was printing a book for like an entire year. And I mean, like that was, that was a very crucial point in my career in terms of art, because I had never had to work on a schedule before. Mm. I always was working on my own time. So now we had to print this book um, every month. This book needed to be printed, but so, so okay. So this volumes you all printing yeah, a volume a month. This, this was like like wow. man, if you know how Shonen Jump. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. a volume oh, every month. Yeah, and because it's like it was like four stories in there. Like so, put it this way: if April, we just did one in April, right? And we go yeah. into May. I just did my book. Now I need to submit my entire chapter before the end of April. And that means you got to draw that, you mm-hmm. got to color that, you got to put the text. That was, when I said that was like, 
That was a lot of hard work. Was there so there was major funding behind this? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that book would have still been around. Um, but uh-huh. I mean, it was it, it was out of love and, and and determination. Like we we was doing it all out of pocket. We would make our most cases we'd break even because we'd sell the books, put them in food stores and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I looking back on it, we didn't, we wasn't making enough money, sure. But I, like I say, I look at it and say that was the time to really like tighten your skill because it taught me stuff that I didn't think about: how to edit your book better, how to draw faster, and how to ba- balance your quality control and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I thought the benefit was. Anyway. Yeah, because in my mind, if we're doing it at a, such a low cost. I would just try to get the best thing out and then try to work that and then come with a thing instead of just going one after one after one after Yeah, one. I mean, yeah. and that's, that's you're right. And I feel like that's hindsight. You go, well, I would have done that this way. But mm. for me, I was young. Like, mm, yeah, I remember yeah. I, I was like 21, 22. So, mm. and Stan would have been much older than me. And, you know, and I and I trust his judgment. And I, and I, and I think he did, I think what he did was was smart. Um for the time anyway i would say for the time i think it was very smart to do it that way i mean it did create a brand and people did get familiar with it and honestly but if we if we had gotten the kind of funding that it could have gotten it, it probably would have still been going on to this day but it just it wasn't you know we had to kind of like you know. okay so tell us about the ups and downs as a bohemian creative i mean i feel like all y'all here know yeah, <laughs> you know, no, but just tell us audience. a little bit because right. I think <laughs> yeah, people don't understand. Yeah. Like, I could tell people a hundred times. Is people that just think, "Oh, you having fun?" I'm like, "Bro, you don't know how." Oh man, long and hard days this thing is. And let me tell you something. I could sum this up in in, in one sentence. Go ahead. There, there's. We did um, Nasa Rock has a scene right. Uh, That's just some characters running down this. This is an animated thing. If, again for context that that um these characters running down this hallway it looks amazing and it looks great but the amount of work that it took to make that sequence but like i mean (laughs) that took us about two to three months and Mm. within that two to three months that's funding too we like we pull in a lot of money out of pocket to okay these background needs to look good we need to book, book studio time so to me that's the kind of stuff creative dealing with creatives over here dealing with it's like Mm -hmm. We, I don't like. I don't want to sound like I'm not being optimistic because I I am f- fully optimistic about us, but I will say we do have a culture of kind of like supporting things when the floodgates are already open, mm. and I and I feel like that has to change, man. I feel like you know as much as even for me, like as much as I was able to endure and just keep pushing my dreams, we I can't sit here in confidence and and say that it doesn't take from you. You know, yeah. and sometimes that could be something that you can't recover from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you talking stress, you talking high, you, could, you might develop high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You might, you might all these things that you're dealing with, but on the surface, you kind of call it together. And, and when you, and, and again, creative people just be reaching out. And I know people like to point it out. Well, ain't nobody know who you is. You're working on them. That's not true. A lot of creative people are, they, they write, they write um, proposals. You know, I've written proposals, countless proposals. I've gone to countless meetings. And, you know, sometimes we just get the, well, that's not what we can afford right now, unfortunately. And you want to be optimistic, but then you see the money invested somewhere else. So I feel like that needs to change. We need to stop acting like we can't afford to pay creative behemians to do creative stuff. Because at the end of the day, when we see it, we we won't clap. That's Mm -hmm. us. It's great. Like, we're so excited about that when we see it. 
But wouldn't, why, what, wouldn't, wouldn't we want to be a part of that process of helping that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, I don't know, that. man. That, that need, to me, that needs to change. That needs to change, like, yesterday. Like, we need to be supporting <laughs> these dudes, but our country could afford it, man. We need to stop acting like, um, you know, some young guy saying, hey, listen, man, here's my proposal. I have a, have a one-year plan for this thing. Um, I need ten thousand dollars to kickstart this ten thousand dollars what <laughs> my god what are you talking like <laughs> come on man. like that's when you think about a a, a business that's like we're, we gotta change the conversation mm-hmm. is all i'm saying I yeah. yeah i agree and on that note <laughs> we're gonna cut to a break i was like i can let him cook because you reach into the choir yeah, at this point bro <laughs> we'll be back on everything cool after these commercial messages Is your computer stuck in safe mode because of unsafe downloads? Are you tired of knockoff accessories that leave your device worse than before? Solve those problems and more here at Create Tech Bahamas. Bring in tomorrow's technology to your doorsteps today. Oh, is it like I always mean them as always have these conversations? It don't necessarily mean based on ability, but because someone who you know? Who you know? Okay. And it's already a tie inside. Then I've been working this tie for a minute. I also. I mean, I ain't hating, but they look good. They're not even up to the, to the <laughs> yeah, standard. They ain't I, good. I don't understand that. So like, why, 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 why are connections Trump and good work? Right. Like, why is that? And it, it's like, you know, so what I think too. I think a lot of times, like they look at, like for instance, like you. Let's say you come with this idea. You young, you you young guy, and you have decided. I almost feel like they think, man, we can't put this kind of money in your hand, man. Like, what does he? Yeah. What does he know? What is he gonna do? Yeah, like he's not gonna. But it, but then my my argument to that, my counter argument to that is like, why are we acting like the, a system don't exist to protect you from that? If you're a business, you ain't, there's no situation where you're ever gonna just give me money, right? I'm gonna have to. I, there's contracts right. involved. There's like there's there's you would never just legally give me ten thousand dollars, and I just go. I got, you know, I ain't producing nothing. <laughs> what world would that happen in? So there's, there are things set up to protect you. I understand mm-hmm. that. You want to protect your investment. Then stop acting like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But don't insult our intelligence by telling us otherwise. You know what I mean? And again, it becomes this thing where you see it happen anyway. And you feel a little burnt because as a Bahamian, you go, well, I mean, <laughs> y'all just hired this Trinidadian company to do this animation. Mm-hmm. We ask y'all for... Right, you know, and you you, you mm-hmm. start to wonder what's that about. I guess I just that's why I like playing. Go ahead, go, go ahead. Yes, you don't want to get them a discount, but you, you should be thinking about it. Like, man, it's a BMW company. They, they ain't got it. Let me get them on that two percent off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and they yeah. should just be like, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, That's why I play mafia tactics with a lot of people, bro. Mm. Like it's like, it's like you know. Sometimes I find as a creative. And I always voice this on this platform and all my platforms. You sometimes have to get your hand a little dirty mm. or whatever. Like It's like, yeah, I can go through the front door. But all right, since y'all playing like this, let me get to the person, know them, like, you know, go to their little party, massage them, work them for like a time. <laughs> and I'd be like, man, da, 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 da. And then every time I record something or make something, you know, mass produce it to your phone. Mm. So, and you keep on seeing it <laughs> and you, Say if for a time I can wave them and then I can come again. Yes, yes, yes. Like so, but everybody ain't gonna be like yeah, I, everybody ain't on that run. I willing to do it because I I I just vindictive like that. 
but you know uh, hey if it if it works it works but you know what even Mm. even doing animation like if you look at even walt disney right i mean Mm. disney is the biggest company on the planet right now essentially these dudes own everything yeah but when you look at his history like walt disney this dude grew up in like like the small town usa you Mm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. um where the biggest aspiration was to be a farmer yeah you know (laughs) but i mean this dude was like i want to draw i want to do this stuff and when he started to like do animation and kind of really started to do those little shorts and that's how he started he started doing like newspaper stuff then he moved into doing shorts um these little short films it wasn't something that like immediately caught on either but one thing i always look at and i go like man our country need to get like that and it is that when walt had that idea even uh, i think this was like it might have been the 40s 40s 50s um he was able to secure loans for an animation company that nobody knew would work as, as a young businessman. And you have to think of how difficult of a decision that would be for some person with money to go, I want to invest in this person. Mm-hmm. But now look at Disney today. Right. Like it's, it's employing millions of Americans, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think- Millions like, of people, bro. Millions yeah. of people. Yeah. Forget yeah. Americans. They, right. they, they, yeah. all, they all over the place. But, yeah. but it, it all started with that, I, I could see something here. And, you know, I, I just, I want us to operate in that, that, that kind of space as, right. as a country, you know. So, that space, yeah. so listen, if, you, you know, if you're out there mm-hmm. and you're staring right into this camera, right, mm-hmm. and you have millions of dollars and you don't know what to do with it, right, <laughs> find a Bahamian creative. All they need, 2%. Two <laughs> yeah. percent of that. Man. <laughs> everything will be everything cool. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Man, come on, man. <laughs> if the, if we could make magic out of crumbs, mm. right? Yeah. I'm just saying, right? right. Yeah, I'm just little saying. Little, little piece right. of fun, then. Right. Right. Yeah. Just saying. Listen, you know another thing that kind of like to me is like I don't. I sometimes I don't want to go there, but I have to go there. Oh. I don't like to talk about. um race too much right because i know everybody gets oh it's right but I, <laughs> I i will go here and say this right mm-hmm. and, and leave it up to your imagination you come to your own conclusion a couple years back there was this thing called fire festival right yeah mm-hmm. everybody know about that now right yeah <laughs> now you tell me when you watch that documentary of fire festival and this dude had an idea mm-hmm. he didn't have any proof of concept he didn't have right. any tangible way of showing you that it would work he had an idea mm-hmm. you look me in the eye and tell me Anybody other than a white guy could get the tens and millions of dollars that he got for that kind of idea. I mean, that was it. And he didn't know what he was doing anyway, right? Right. So I'm saying, like, we got to stop pretending like trusting and and building a relationship with young creative people doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Because when I see that, that, when I see that documentary and I see the willingness of, oh, well, how much you need, Brad? 40 million? Okay. Like, when I see the willingness to do that, it's a part of me that gets jealous. I'm like, but I'm here sweating <laughs> and working my hip off and I can't even get $5,000. You know, right. just, you, you get a little, you know, it's comical to say it, but you know, you do get a little, you get jaded, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, I don't want to yeah. be jaded, you know. And we're back from our commercial oh, break. That was the best break? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the best back from break ever. That's what you Oh, man. I thought we was rolling. We no, are we rolling. are rolling. That's we are just like, yeah. 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 so, we wouldn't. We didn't have to record. I, 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 I like how you said festival, and I was telling Chris um about like the different pre-COVID, how we had different musical festivals, oh, yes. and oh. how I sort of discovered. I discovered you as a musician first, right? 
then I later learned that you was an artist. Yeah, so tell tell us about um how you got into music along this journey of becoming a comic book artist and an illustrator. Well, like, into right? Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could really you could always, literally bring the mic, right? Yeah, yeah. The music, the music stuff. Like I was always singing stuff growing up too. Even though I was drawing, I would always hum melodies. I I never wanted to do music. I just liked the idea of melodies. But I was always writing songs. Um, and it wasn't until like I was around the same time, like I was doing the comic stuff. I must have been like, I mean, seriously doing the comic stuff, like 18, 19, around that time. I like, because my dad used to play guitar. Um, and I was like, man, you know, I always wanted to play guitar. And one of my friends, his little brother had a guitar. And I was like, hey, show me some stuff. And he showed me one or two things. And I became obsessed with guitar. So even though I was drawing all the time, like I literally used to play that guitar every day like i played that guitar and so because i played that every day i ended up starting this band i was like hey we should do like a folk kind of band thing i brought whitney on i brought fabian on um and we would just kind of like play play guitar and write songs it was all about writing songs and then that just kept evolving really it just kept mm. evolving and, and you just got better um i didn't have any training in that so actually going out there and being on the the performance circuit in Nassau mm -hmm. made me a, a, a better musician because you'd go out there and suck. <laughs> you'd go out there and legitimately yeah. suck in front of people. Um, but there was something exhilarating about sucking. It's like, yeah, right. you know, I don't know about that. You know? And you just go, okay, maybe not that note. And you go back yeah, to rock right, right. and say, you, blah, blah. And but the biggest turning point for me was playing music not being too good at it, not being good at singing and playing for so long and having people be kind of indifferent to your music, going, oh, whatever. And then watching that gradually change, but that, that was so, like, that, that's such an impactful thing. It's like, you go from kind of everyone going, uh, uh, now we have mass Ocean. Okay, let me get two drinks, a cigarette. Like, everybody <laughs> talking over you because they're like, hey, right. these guys, they're going back on. We went from that to, and now, foreign sound, all right, let me just right. sit up. You know, people kind of to pay more attention so it was like this this shift for us that happened over time because we, we so how did how did the formation of foreign sound happen because i was telling <laughs> yeah, chris right I, again because we was yeah, telling yeah, them yeah. like yo like it's a whole like be, due to the pandemic <laughs> yeah, yeah. you couldn't see this the last go on three years yeah but pre-pandemic you had a whole music scene oh, yeah. underground scene oh, where yeah, you would buddy. go to different spots Every week and mm -hmm. see someone perform. Absolutely, and it yeah. wasn't one particular genre. It was no, like widespread. I missed that so much because, yeah. like, mm -hmm. I mean, like, there was so many different bands. You had, you had like Motion Band, Essence Band, mm -hmm. um, We the Few, yeah, uh, My Band, uh, the Subculture. I mean, there was so many bands for so many different tastes. Calypso mm -hmm. bands, reggae right. bands. It didn't matter, mm -hmm. but. That scene, and we all knew each other too. And in right. that, I I want that. It's slowly coming back, mind you. Yeah. But um, that well, that was the circuit. But you you on that circuit, and you start sharing billing with these these dudes who've been around long. You start to feel like, hey, I gotta bring a certain level of performance, man. Yeah, because I was talking about like you know stuff like sound waves and right, things right. like that, where you know, um, I think. When I came out in 2017, I feel like that's where we was making a turn yeah. as creators. Because now it was like, it was like I was telling the girls, I'm like, you would perform like you if you wanted to put your own show, you would put your own lineup together. Yep.
charge the door for you, sell your merch, and that's how you made your that's money. How I made my money. <laughs> like, like you know, yeah, but and I did that, and and, yeah. and again, that stuff's rewarding, but like you go and say, hey, what we want to like me and my good friend Roger, he had a band called We the Few, and we pretty much um we combined our efforts. We's like, hey, let's do this thing called the Foreign Few, where right. we fuse our band performances. And we like we we got at the Black Box um at on Bay Street. We rented that out. And it was an amazing show. Like, we had so many people turn out. That was the biggest show we had in Nassau, to be honest. Um, so stuff like that was exciting. But, and it was just putting it all together. And, I, and and just to prove your point, before that, I could never approach any, like, venue and be like, I want to do a foreign sound show here. Mm-hmm. But it, it became so profitable, not just for us, but for these people that I remember, like, going, man, we need to have a show. And I still do this to this day. I still have that kind of pull. Um, I used to go, man, I need a show. And I would go to like places downtown and be like, hey, my band, I want to have a show. Yeah. And they'd be excited. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah. L- l- let's make it happen. That stuff didn't exist before, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that was, that was, that was cool. And I hope we get back to that. I think that going to happen. Yeah. And I think it becomes easier because I feel once you done put your stain in the game, it's like, you can't, yeah. you can't erase that Jews' minds. That's true. Right? <laughs> Whatever, like that's right. it forever. I will right, say, like, like, you know. speaking of music, I will say though, like yeah. this this year, um, we trying to take that to new heights, and yeah. I and I and I, I want to get it. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but um, I think every person who's here being creative, you have to expand, right? Whether that be online and reaching the world, but for me in particular with foreign sound, where we've put out a music video now called The End. Yeah, we uh, was just playing it while oh, we were Solid, it. solid, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go look at that video. Um, and we're actually about to shoot another video um, for another single we're about to drop. And um, we're going to be, we're supposed to be doing a tour in Canada, actually. That's okay, dope. Yeah, hey. like legit in August. So, you know, the, the entire band is going to be going there for like a month. And we're just going to be playing all over Canada. And I mean, like, when I think about um, grassroots being here and playing over here and now going into a big country like that and performing mm-hmm. i feel like for any musician artist you you have to you have to branch out i mean yeah. i love i always country, say that you know what yeah, i mean yeah like, you just you just have to because you can't never and i keep on saying this like you can't you only can get so far staying home you have to jump on that jet and start shaking hands overseas and things like that like you know I mean, it is what it is. And like in one show, you know, there's uh, about in one show, there's like projected to be like 5,000 people. I've never played to that much people in my entire life. So, I mean, and that's just one show. And you have to sit there and think that's the kind of thing that any creative person in any different field, those are the kind of goals you want to achieve. You don't Mm want to just sit and go, well, I hope someone discovers me. Sorry. I hope things work out. Sorry, I, mm-hmm. you don't want to like <laughs> say those kind of things. You want to go there and make sure you're doing everything that you can do to make that happen. So, um, Foreign Sound, you know, 2022 tour, Canada. That's what we're trying to do. Um, so, that's where I hope that's that goes. Solid, yeah. So, so, does the music sort of inspire you to, even though you have hiccups mm-hmm. with the illustration and comic world, Right. the music sort of, is there a release from that to like sort of settle you to get reinvigorated for yeah this spectrum yeah i think they work on and on i mean it, it would have been different if i was like like if i was a comic book artist and i was a surgeon mm-hmm. you know like, yeah. like they so they so different yeah. that i i could imagine that pulling me apart a bit or something like that but because like music and art 
they kind of go hand in hand. Um, a lot of times I find that uh, when I'm working on my art, you know, I'm listening to music and getting, you know, inspiration from that. Or when I'm doing my music, it makes me think of scenarios for my art. So they kind of work hand in hand. Or in some cases, um, with Nasa Rock in particular, we needed to do sound stuff for the show. So I had to use my right. musicianship to create music and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I, I think those two things, if they weren't working in that facet together, I probably, I probably wouldn't be as excited about it. I would just be like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't do both. Yeah. You, know, you can't be... Um, what it was the saying? You can't be the master, not the master. But well, let's say jack, jack of, of trades is about none. none. Right. But then yeah. it's a continuation to that phrase. Yeah. But that's better to have all of them than be the master. Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking about this to a friend the other day. It's oh. jack of all trades, masters of none. none. Huh. Oh. Many skills yeah, yeah, yeah. have one skill. Okay, I see. Okay, that. see that a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Right. So basically, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I and I get that because you don't mm-hmm. want to get too like, um, you don't want to wear yourself thin, and mm-hmm. I think that yeah. is important too. So thankfully for me, the things that I do dabble in, they they complement each other. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And. I mean, even the, like even think about what y'all doing. Like y'all putting on skits, but like that's a whole production. Like yeah. you guys yeah. got to come with costume design. You got to come up with scripts. Mm-hmm. You got to do the music. You got to edit that. Like those are several jobs, often right. to done by multiple people. But mm-hmm. you know, you guys do that, and those things look seamless because someone watched out your video, well, it's solid, yeah. or, you know, whatever, <laughs> and they don't even think about that stuff. But right? Yeah, y'all know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because it's a combination of us between you know we podcast and. I work in media, PG work in media, media, then we cosplay too. So it's just like bringing all these elements and they work together, right? Yeah, complement each other. Exactly. Couldn't be no surgery. That's what I'm saying. You couldn't do it's not coming home from operating on no one and setting this up. I mean, all my cousins do that, man. Oh, he does. Oh, you know, no, yeah. Our cousin, I really don't know. This way is a junior doctor, but he got like 10, 12 businesses. Right. Hey, shout out to that guy. If he's doing that, you are amazing, Mike. Oh, I said I feel like he can soon enough not be a doctor, though. No, that's what I feel like. I think everything else he could just fill in and then. Yeah, because he's a. You know, he's a doctor. doctor he's a sense, right? bartender. <laughs> he's a sell. Go back, go back. Video you're, game salesman. You're telling me the doctor is a bartender. Yes. yes. And you want me to be. So uh, there's a chance <laughs> yes. that the guy who worked on my cast could be serving, <laughs> serving you a drink. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think they could do that. Drinking is bad for your health. Uh, have you a, have hey, a one. Scott. Scott. Crack. Yeah. Then, you know, I just operated on the liver. I'm not just bartender liquor connoisseur because he really could tell you the breakdown. Shout out. Look at your all breaking, stuff. Like, yeah. is bad business all on this show. But promotion. No, that's that's family, man. Yeah. So, right, yeah. Right. But yeah, man, that's, that's, that's what it is. And we all know it. We all know it to be true. So, yeah, man. So, we've been saying this name uh, multiple times. What is Nassau Rock? Mm. And how did you come, you and your team, come up with the concept of Nassau Rock? Like, give us like that timeline from mm-hmm. inception to now reality coming so on to a screen near you. Right. Um, well, Nassau Rock, the name, was a play on. Um, well, it wasn't a play on the words, but anyone know that? Remember that song, Bah, Bah, hey, Bahama Rock. 
Yeah. A little bit. He down to like that kind of funky. Yeah, funky Nassau. Funky Nassau. I think that's the name of the song. Um, so I think it's two songs. Yeah, that's two different songs. That's two, it's two different songs, right? Because yeah, yeah. one is Bahama Rock and one is Funky Nassau. Right. Yeah, yeah. Those but two say songs, from the same era, yes, like you know, those two songs were like I liked what they kind of like meant. So it, I think in one of those songs they actually said Nassau Rock, Nassau Roll. Yeah, Nassau yeah, yeah, has yeah. a lot, whole lot of soul. Right. So I I liked the, that idea. I think it kind of like encapsulated the kind of vibe he's going for. Um, and so that's where the name came about. With me and my team, and in terms of the show, when when I originally said, "Hey, I want to do an animated show," I didn't know what type of show it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. I just was like, "We have all these talented people. Let me call up my my close friends and say this is the kind of project we're gonna do." So, I, I, um, Rashad Cash, who's a longtime collaborator of mine, um, Stephen Catalano, uh, animator, a good friend of mine as well, and then Chris Willie. They were the the three. People, we sat around for a long time talking about what a Bahamian show, animated show would look like, what we would want. And then we just kept pulling our heads together. And then eventually it was like three students. Yeah, they can go to school, to junior school. And then all the ideas started coming together and we, we all collaborated on it like that. And so um, that's how the idea was born. And then we brought on two other people, about three other people, uh, Netsonet Ware, <clears throat> Higgs, and um, Cindy um Cindy uh the creative see that Cindy the creative. I'm right. gonna be forgetting Cindy I'm sorry Cindy. Um <laughs> she she came on as a producer and helping us kind of organize. And then Cameron Johnson, um I mean amazing talented artist. He he came in um with the academic background of animation um mm. and kind of tightened everything up. So that's that's how that's that's a short brief version of that really. Right. Um, and it's been, um, it's been one crazy ride. We've, we've participated in festivals. Uh, we've connected with animators from across the globe. You know, I mean, I am in contact with someone who has a show on TV right now in Canada. Um, guy by the name of John Hazlitt has a show called Wish Fart. Uh, very funny show. Um, and you know, I mean, like you just don't, when you come up with an idea like that, you never think that it would lead you there, but I mean, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, you just glad you did when you did it and that's been something that's been reoccurring in my life i notice every time i say man i want to do this thing and i and i really channel my energy into doing it and it and it happens i i always look back and go oh i would never do that again <laughs> yeah no like and it's right. weird because you go mm, but you still challenge yourself to do something else but i yeah. always look back and be like wait if i didn't if i didn't say let's do a show like this at that specific time i would like me now would never do that right, right, not right. to say that i don't love it i love what i do and i'm going to mm-hmm. continue to do it but it's just like if 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 i'm trying to make a point the point i'm trying to make is if you have a feeling of i want to do something listen to that because mm-hmm. that that timing is is I, perfect I see you, you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, yeah. and if you let that go you might not have the strength to do it the way you need right. it to right so that's what i'm trying to say more or less yeah that's good okay because i like i remember 2018 i don't even know no, I mean when I first saw like the trailer, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, because when I saw the trailer, I think I was at work, because like you know at that time, first trailer before, because we had two trailers. Yeah, yeah, the first trailer, like okay. the initial conception, right, 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 and I was at work because I was at an advertising agency at the mm-hmm. time, and I was watching it, and I was like, wait, it's hard, you know, wait, <laughs> because I was like, okay, the different. Um, 
just having a like, um, gaming characters. And I've seen other people. Uh, there's another show, sort of animated show I saw with had Shadfer and yeah, I saw that and um yeah, yeah, Leslie's yeah. voice acting on it. Yeah, I can't remember what the show name. Yeah, yeah, I saw Pardon that. me. So like you know I. From then, I was always pushing the envelope of, hey, like, you know, we in this creative industry, stop, let's stop creating with boundaries. Like, we can do whatever we want. Yes. So when I saw this, I was like, but I can't wait until <laughs> to see what this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, what's the next? And then y'all was kept on putting out teasers and things yeah, like that. The, the, the quality changed. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, whoa, you know. Yeah, and then when I saw y'all finally got to uh, going in festivals, so I was like, it's done. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, every, y'all were saying, it's coming this time. Yeah, yeah. And then it was coming, it was coming. So I was like... What's happening? When is it coming? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, the reality is when you create a show of this quality and, and scale, um, it takes a lot of time. That's why I say if I didn't decide to do it then, I probably wouldn't... I, I don't know if I would have the gumption to do it now but yeah but like because when you look at the scale and scope of what you're trying to do there is this you need a bigger team there's only eight people in my team yeah you know, and that's for an animation that's laughable i mean you, yeah, you, you you just wouldn't that would never exist you know mm-hmm. i mean you would have to outsource so some things we do we do kind of like um do multiple jobs and within the company and, and if we have to outsource a background here or there we might um but that's the thing that's kind of slowing down production and when we talk about series, full-on 10-episode series, which we have written and, and mapped out. So y'all only have, like, the pilot so Yeah, far? we literally have the pilot. And, okay. that's the, and the reason, and, like, again, you know, with the pilot, you could try and pitch that to networks and see if mm. they want to buy it. And then they'll be like, hey, let me purchase 10 episodes of this. Or let me purchase two seasons of this. Right, right. And that helps fund the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, especially when you you starting from grassroots like we are. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Bahamans are so excited about this show. And to me, that's that's the power of what we're trying to do. Because you could see, like, but people want this show. They want it. Right. Um, and if, if, if people are willing to invest in it and give it what it needs, it could it could really happen. And we're going we're gonna to do our best to make that happen. Um, I think I, I, I'm going to quote myself here, but I think I, mm. my company, they like to bring this up. They're like, well, you famously said to someone, can't mention the person name. Uh, we're talking to a potential supporter. He's like, whether you invest in the show or not, it's going to happen. Oh. And that is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that that help in funding would make it happen sooner. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So um, in the same way I feel about all creatives, whatever we have that we want to do, we're going to do that. It's going to happen. You know, it's like you are, it's like asking these dudes to stop breeding. They ain't going to do that. They're going to do that. <laughs> right. But if you want it to happen sooner in your lifetime and quicker, Help them out. You know? mm-hmm. yep. So, what we obviously most of us haven't seen the entire thing. So, this mm. what's the runtime generally on this? this well, is I, 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 the runtime is pretty much um, the average uh, animated series. You know, it's so it's like 30, a twenty minute, yeah, 30, thirty minutes. Or something. Oh, okay. But, but what we, you know, this is I guess I don't. This is the first time I ever really talk about this. So uh-huh. You probably be the first person to hear this. But um, only yeah, on everything cool. Man, on everything cool. <laughs> um, but but what we want to do is we want to do like a like a premiere. We're we're hoping that we can get it at Fusion. I think that would be great. Yeah. And we're gonna try to do a organize a premiere there. And we're gonna do it like an entire. So even though the the animation may be like thirty minutes, 
the run the feature length runtime would still be like about an hour because we're mm. gonna do a lot of behind the scene footage and kind of like do like that. Makes so sense. you probably watch the episode and after the episode we go into the behind the scenes stuff. So as an audience member, you get to participate in what it was like for us to make it. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Just so the, just so it could feel a little bit more um filling to sit there and, and watch this thing on a big screen. I think that would be pretty awesome. I'd say but then put it in reverse. Do the behind mm, the scenes first and then the yeah. episode. So you people so? don't leave. Yeah. Right. Don't so people don't leave. leave, after leave the because they can be like, what do you want to watch this for? I so, mean, I I I don't know. I feel like they would. The reason I, I, I'm confident that they would is because the scale of what it is because mm-hmm. unlike Warner, yeah they're still supporting yeah, like, right. regardless yeah, like, so, yeah, so, like, you know it's like sense. if you go to Disney and watch a show and you see the credits roll and then you see after credit stuff you're yeah. gone because it's Disney I don't care yeah. how y'all make this <laughs> unless you're someone who's really into that stuff yeah. right but if it's a behemoth doing something like that and you watch this amazing animation oh, and yeah. it ends and then you see this dude start talking you can sit up I I, I guarantee people go like Oh, okay. This is how this man just right, just right. off of that alone. <laughs> I don't think people would leave. And I, I, I mean, it, who knows, right? But I get a, I yeah, get people a didn't stro- learn from Marvel films. I know, so, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still walking. Yeah. They still walking. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. So, how did the international audience react to seeing oh, this? Man. Listen, mate. Listen, because uh-huh. that's what I really Bro. dying to know. Because I'm like, ain't nobody yeah, really funny. see this. But there, there, um, there are people who've seen it now. There, yeah. there, are, there are people who've seen the um. The trailer, like I said, we did. I seen the trailer. Yeah, we, the we entered trailer. that into a couple of festivals, and also oh, y'all entered a trailer. We entered a trailer in the festival, okay. and then the the animator who I told you about earlier, the guy who has a show on Can- in Canada. Yeah, I, I he's seen our entire pilot. Like he's seen it. Yeah, right. And like these dudes love it, and we we've gotten so many like, hey, let me refer you to this animator. I want you to link up with this producer. I want you because people see it and the quality right away. They're like, okay. That alone mm-hmm. shows them yeah. they got it, right? But then beyond the quality, they look at the content and they go, boy. Well, they don't say boy, but that's what I would want them to say after right. watching the show. Like, yeah. catch on to some behemoth lingo. But they'll go like, hey, like, this this kind of show is what people are looking for. They're like more diversity. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different kind of culture. And people looking for that sort of stuff on Netflix and yeah. Disney and stuff like that. So, right. like, a lot of people kind of like going... We need to get you all in this door. We need to get these. So on an international market, like people are excited. Like people see it and they get like, oh man, y'all, y'all know what y'all have on your hands. I've been told that too. Like, but you know what you have on your hands right now? This is like, you. this is a gold mine, you know? And I mean, I believe in it. Obviously we believe in it. But sometimes you do need that re- reassurance. It's like, man, yeah. is this, is this yeah, good? Yeah, but sometimes you need to get out your own head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so it's know. good to hear someone go, who, who don't know you? Because these people don't know me. They don't yeah. owe me nothing. They could care less. They like, they go, but this is a gold mine. Like, you guys have something special here. And so, yeah, man, um, that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me feel like we're on on the right track, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, because um, do we have like a potential release date? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, give us, give that to, since we're doing the scoop. Well, yeah, I, we, like I said earlier today, I had an interview and I told uh, the students there that we had officially discussed that we're looking at the summer. Um, so either we're thinking between July. Because um, they have to happen before you go on tour. Well, even if I'm on tour and, uh, and uh, like it would still. No, I want to be at the premiere. No. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I, like, I, I, like, I would want to be there. No, I can't. But yeah, no, we're, we're definitely 
trying to do this in the summer um, this year. And, you know, obviously without saying too much, in terms of production, mm-hmm. it's pretty much we're wrapping up. Okay. It's, so it's know. just the final Yeah, we got to, we got it. Little technical stuff we we doing, but yeah, all the voices have been recorded, and so you can go on our Instagram page and see that stuff. You know, it's mm-hmm. some fun behind the scenes stuff. Um, shout out to Kadish, amazing. Yeah, we had Kadish here. Yeah, at least I mean, like two or three times. Kadish, his voice alone is like yeah, this NASA rock, the Emperor Jules, finally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's he good. class act, man. And yeah. Shout out to all our voice actors and well, everybody who's a part of this thing and and could see the potential of it. Um, you know what I? You know, ultimately, what I would want, I like, I'm, I'm still waiting for a government official to reach out to us. Right? Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna reach out, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I think they will. You no, know? they, you know, when they gonna reach out, we're gonna invite them to the fusion permit. Yeah, trust that's me. that's going, yeah. and that's pr- yeah. trust me. I, I, you know, I want Mr. Brave Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you uh, know, and they seem to have a real. I will say that. Our government now has started to really like appreciate what BAM and creatives can do. Yeah. So I just like I say, you know, I I'm really trying to connect with them more so too. Um, and I don't always mean give me money. Yeah. It could mean hey, let's get let's do a school thing where some of our animators visit some schools. You know what I mean? And, and that sort of thing. So yeah, that that those are the kind of things I want to do. You know, yeah. maybe help some kids out in the government school system because I came from government school. You know yeah. what I mean? So again, you know. Reach out to us. Yeah, reach out, reach out. Because I think, because how you like, I say a lot of artists don't want to play the game. Mm. So as in, yeah. these the games you have to play. play them. Like you have play to, it ain't no choice around. No man, this so, is a business. Yeah. This is yeah. we, we must not forget. Yes, it's creative. Yes, we're having fun, but it is a business. Yeah. You want to make your livelihood off of this thing. You want to feed your family. You you got to treat it like a business. So, mm-hmm. um, I have no I have no problem. Me personally, I have no problem doing that. Um, and and meeting these people, I'm I could be very professional. Don't don't mind the jokes. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you have to be professional to organize yeah. the kind of thing right. that I organize, and you just no way a goofball could pull it off. I don't think they could. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I trust me, like. My, that's my biggest goal. Like when this thing premieres, I want, I want it to be, I want us to be in in partnership with our government because I do feel like that's what's needed for something like this. Because mm-hmm. it ain't just a show, buddy. This is our identity we're talking about as right. Bahamians. It's a cultural thing too. So, oh, cool question. Mm-hmm. Would it be like a manga side Nassau Rock? Um, we flirted with the idea, but I can't really say right now. But I okay. do know we'll we'll be releasing uh the art of nasa rock booklet which i mean because i was going to ask you if this is going to be too. If you know much content there's so much co- wait we have so much content that ain't seen the light of day behind the scenes stuff when we release that as a booklet like a it's gonna be a thick book nice. i think people can love that way because you know mm-hmm. all kind of artwork and nice. like great nice. stuff great stuff dog looking forward nice. to it like, it yeah, really yeah, is because yeah, i got to for a because i got i got I like one of before I really even see the characters. I like one of the characters I like so far is like Goldenhead. Goldenhead, yeah, yeah, man. Like he from the series. He ain't even he ain't even in the well. well spoiler, I don't think he's not even in the first episode. But <laughs> but he's a he's yeah yeah okay. Yeah, man, man, you saw the character. Man, you done doing research, right? He done know what's going on. No, because it's like you know. Yeah, but, yeah, bring um, them to me, Goldenhead, <laughs> Yeah, and you know it's funny, but that too, like this is why I know by this show, Bahamians mm-hmm. gonna love this show because there's I, yeah. so much little. Specific <laughs> things that Bahamians will get, but the international market could get it too, you know. Right. But Bahamians have that special right. enjoyment yeah. of it. It's like this place go to private school, right. and he's <laughs> better than them. Yeah. And the girl who's the new girl, who, who daddy, um, 
um, as a lawyer. And it's like all these different little things in, in behavior culture. They're catching a jitney and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you shot me quarter. Like those kind of... <laughs> right, right. Little, little quirky stuff, right. Things that behaviors could... Like a wink to the behaving audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah we yeah. know. So yeah, man. So what's next for you, Maz, on this creative journey? I said it all just now, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, but you're like, okay, so after the tour and after the premiere, you just be like, yo, I'm about to be a millionaire after this. Listen, man, <laughs> look, I, just let the money drop. The, the money, money, money drop. The money, and just let the buy come. The yeah. money needs to happen. Um, <laughs> and that's just so I could support my team. Mm. And 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 my dreams and and kind of like like all of you guys know this man you know we yeah. we want to be able to do this stuff without having to get up in the morning and go do the nine to five circuit you know yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not because you don't value it it's just because you you know what your your calling is yeah um yeah that's I mean I may do films I think that would be the, the next thing for yeah, me right. I think I may mm-hmm. do get into like feature length animated films with my company like okay. after we after we sell the series. Or produce the series ourselves. I think I would want to get into like feature feature films, animated feature films, and directing those. Now, right. one thing I gotta ask about future plans: mm-hmm. going on release dates and stuff like that. Going back to foreign sound aspect of things. I oh, think yeah, you know what's coming up now. <laughs> I think you know what's coming up now. Yeah, this yeah, EP yeah. also has been dropping from long time. We did drop an EP. It was Come of Age. We did drop that. That's still on iTunes. Um, in oh, the so y'all did drop it. Yeah. Yeah, I we, missed it then. No, you. I think you you did see that. You did listen to that EP. But mm-hmm. what, what you're probably referring to is we had another project um, that was entitled 20-something. Mm-hmm. That was supposed right, to drop. Right. We did video shoots. We did photo shoots and all that stuff. We didn't release that because... And it's the things you learn in, in the process too. We had recorded all the music, mm-hmm. um, spent all kind of money on out rec- of pocket on this music, and we weren't we weren't satisfied with um, the production stuff because we didn't know anything. The music was fine, but the production was lacking and stuff like that. So we just scrapped that idea. We just wasn't satisfied. But so we went we went with our old time collaborator Sherwood Ramming. Shout out to Sherwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know Sherwood. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Friend of the show. He's on <laughs> the show. Yeah, right. shout out to my boy. He's a really talented yeah. guy. And we went to him. He's like, hey, you know, I want to re we want to reapproach these songs. So that's what we've been doing for the past year. Just reapproaching our songs, all trying right, to get right. a better recording and stuff like that. And so we actually finished recording all the songs for that album last year. But now we're you know, music has to be mixed and mastered and that kind of thing. So yeah. we have another single coming out, like probably coming out in the next month or so. Um, Drowning is the name of that song. We play that right. live. So you probably, if you come to the front time, so you probably heard it. Yeah. But um, we're going to be releasing that. And there's like about 10 songs on the album. Mm-hmm. And our hope is to have this songs, this album, sorry, released um before the fall right do we want to in fact so after tour i i would even say we want to have it before the tour because i think when i talk to my lead guitarist who's my like partner in business when it comes to the band he brought up a good point we want to have the music to carry with us on tour yeah. album sales we're talking hey you can go on spotify so the music already recorded really um so we just need to get it completely mixed and mastered right, um and even a side point to bring up to you is we actually foreign sound um is under new management um for the longest time i was managing foreign sound and mm. i just have too much stuff going on and i just realized yeah, yeah. i couldn't do that dog you know i was like yeah. i can't do this no more i can't get it to where so i pretty much um reached out to my friend thomas um who has a clothing line and a small label in 
Canada. That's the guy who set up the tour for us. Mm-hmm. And he's managing the band now. Um, and so that that was one of the best decisions I ever made, to be honest with you, because it just takes away all the stress of dealing with that. So mm-hmm. Great, great, great. I say that to say that with it under new management, things could get out quicker. You see, see? I got you. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, good, good thing you cleared that up. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a friend who always had my throat strangling me because she liked to come to all our uh, live oh, performances, right, right? She come when they released me because I told yeah. her it was coming out, right? And she's like, "Boy, look like I just bought a foreign sound. I know he's wearing Trust me, I feel so right? bad. Like, and then people come when <laughs> some people wear the shirts, wear the, wear the album. <laughs> like, boy, that's yeah, become, people waiting, people waiting. That, so that's a good a, thing, y'all know that people waiting. Right? I need to get it on your mind, but. <laughs> What a, a, a you good? feel like you let these people down, like man, with this album. <laughs> Would it be like actually foreign song, mm. sound songs in Nassau rock type of thing? Have um, y'all thought about? That's true, you know, you know, y'all, y'all even bundling the merch. I don't know if y'all did it. No, sorry yeah. for me bundling. I don't yeah, know yeah. if y'all did it, but y'all should do a cameo in. I, you know, it's funny. Technically, technically, right? I think it would be foreign sound because most of the collaborators on that soundtrack version of it are mm-hmm. people from my band or previous musicians that operated in the band right so right. technically yes um but funny enough you talk about cameos i do that stuff all the time but like like if you read my comic books I, <laughs> like right, i saw right. my characters wearing foreign right, sound shirts right. just in the background like uh so i always do stuff like that i think little easter eggs would be funny um but yeah even in in the show itself um I th- who it was was it ash i had one of the characters i remember writing one of the characters listening to foreign sound or something mm-hmm. like that. And I, I like to pick fun of myself. I just going to say, yeah, like, I like, just I, make fun of it. I, I like to pick fun of myself. So I'll, I'll be like, you listen to that crap? Like, I, that's to me. Like, I think that's funny. Like, yeah. You know, I don't take myself too, like, you know, gotta take yourself serious. All yeah, you gotta laugh and joke yeah. sometimes. Our, our merch bundle would be superb, bro. Yeah, man. Like with the foreign sound and I saw rock all bundled up. Hey, so. Listen, coming yeah. soon, you know, coming yeah. soon. But, um, yeah, but thanks, thanks for having me though. I, I yeah. Of course. Say, I will say I always enjoy sharing and talking about this stuff so. and this this was an excellent audio adventure you know we learned so much things and mm-hmm. we look forward to seeing what you got actually well not even what we got is we know what coming but just <laughs> mm-hmm. the beat out when it come and drop it just to be immersed in those various moments yeah. and just to see other bohemian creators just pushing the boundaries expounding the minds and making it known that anything is really possible absolutely i so, will say too if um Anyone watching this and they haven't seen any of our work. Our links in the description below, by the way. You can check out our Nasser Rock trailer right now. You can also check out my music video for my band, Foreign Sound The End. Check that stuff out. Share it. Talk about it. Share it. (laughs) Share it. (laughs) Like, you know, um, Bishop, the singing Bishop. Bishop (laughs) Share it. Well, thank you again for coming to another episode of Everything Cool. You know, peace and love. AFC.